And thank you for listening to the Conserve Yourself podcast. This is a program of a summary of current events from a conservative perspective. We're here not to create an alternative to the leftist beliefs that are sweeping this country and world, but to discuss our long-existing conservative principles and how we can apply those principles to the heart of a story or an event. I want to help you as a conservative to think deeper on what's happening around us as well as letting you know that you are not alone in your conservative beliefs. Well, here we are after a long hiatus. Season two is upon us, episode one. And today we've got some great clips for you, some things. A lot has happened in the three or four months since the end of season one. And uh, it's really exciting to get things started up again, to talk about the things that are happening around us. But again, this this podcast is really about finding those conservative principles. Um, Maybe you're a conservative, maybe you're not a conservative, maybe you're uh, moderate or libertarian or Republican or Democrat or whatever you you think it is. Uh, Those conservative principles that exist have been around for a long time. And the, the point of a conservative principle is that these are principles that we want to uh, keep in our our environment in our in our day to day that we conserve over time these these principles they're timeless in a way and, and many times they're based in philosophy they're based in uh, religious belief um, the the idea of a creator and uh, in in the U.S. we have a, a very deep Christian morality that comes about with uh, um, the when it comes to conservative principles, and so we're going to uh, study those, continue to study those with each podcast. We're going to bring in um, clips and news and things that are happening. I'm not going to really try to do too much with the last few months. Um, the U.S. has been a dumpster fire when it comes to uh, the progressive idea being moved forward. We have uh, a very progressive government. Um, our only uh, saving grace has been uh, a very slim majority uh, in the Senate that keeps the really crazy ideas from passing and uh, a fairly conservative uh, uh judicial branch and uh, in the Supreme Court. So I'm sure we'll talk about some of those stories um, as we as we discuss conservative principles. So let's get right into it. What is today's conservative principle? Well, it's it's a lot of times if you if you listen to season one, this is one that we'll probably keep talking about. And today's conservative principle is that we're going to fight for our personal freedom. What is freedom? Why is freedom important? There are, are there things in our day-to-day, are there things that the progressive idea pushes and disguises as freedom when in fact they aren't freedom? They're no, they're, they're the, the ideas that are, are given as, as points of freedom are in fact things that could just exist just as well without freedom. And so we're going to, uh, I've got two clips 
here. And um, for the most part in these seasons, I'm going to try and keep these episodes to about 20 minutes. Um, We're going to listen to some clips. There are some way smarter guys than me out there who are saying and speaking and doing some great things. So the very first clip that I have is uh, from a video series uh, from Doug Wilson. Now, Doug Wilson is a pastor. Um, He's pastor of a church in Moscow, Moscow, Idaho. So not Moscow, Russia, but Moscow, Idaho, which he, he notes is a fairly progressive democratic kind of a, you know, kind of a blue city. And so he, he's a pastor of a church there. But if, if you watch some of his content, I really, you know, a lot of times I bring these clips on to, to kind of expose you to maybe some people that you haven't heard of before. Doug Wilson is one of those. In addition to his in kind of his Christian pastoral um, side, he does speak many times on the idea of of kind of almost the American idea, the 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 idea of freedom. And he's written some books. He's a pastor. He's a he's an author. He's a college professor. He's also got a blog that, that's read by many. He speaks on the, the times, so he very relevant to the current time. And in this clip, he, he's, he's discussing freedom with a guest, C.R. Wiley. And they're, they're discussing freedom, and they, they finally they see these questions that naturally arise when it comes to discussing freedom, freedom from whom, freedom from what, freedom for what. And so let's listen in and, and hear what this conversation bears. When we talk about we want to maximize freedom, we should always pay attention to the direct objects or, or like freedom for whom. Not all liberals are like this, but it's certainly the direction that the progressive left is galloping toward currently they 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 do a lot of things in the name of liberty but what they mean is individual liberty and what they mean there is the liberty of individuals to smoke dope mm-hmm. um, commit sexual immorality do whatever they want right. kinky wise and right. everything but those are all freedoms that a person could exercise in a six by eight prison cell <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. 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 So right. people are sexually immoral in prison. Sure. People uh, can smuggle drugs into prison. They can they can get high in prison. They can right. get drunk in prison. They can kill somebody in prison. They can. Uh, so those are freedoms that you can be a virtual yeah. prisoner of the state and still indulge in those freedoms. But if someone said, "Well, what do you mean by freedom?" I would say, "I want freedom. I want free households." Mm-hmm. I want the freedom for the head of the household to start a small business mm-hmm. and to move his eight kids and his wife yeah. over here, yeah. open up a shop, a machine shop, right. and start making widgets right. and sell the widgets out the back of his shop and not be fined heavily yeah. for, that's right, for, right. for doing that. Right. And, then, uh, and that's a very different, I can't, that's not the kind of freedom that you could exercise in a prison cell. Yeah, and you know, I like the way you put it early, and if uh, others have, have put it in, in, a, in a similar way, freedom from what, freedom for what. 
Yes. So, so what we've got now is a society that's conceding petty freedoms. What I mean by petty freedoms is they're freedoms that are, like you noted, freedoms that could be, you know, uh, exercised or, or, or indulged, uh, in. indulged in in a prison cell. But uh, the kinds of social freedoms, this, this sort of freedom for a business, freedom for, you know, the right to move my family, the freedom for our family to form bonds and have a common life, you know, these kinds of freedoms. Uh, these, I think, are significant, you know, freedoms. Mm -hmm. um, they're what, you know, we would, I think, uh, you know, refer to as liberty right. as opposed to license. Yeah. You know, another way to think about it is liberty is uh, the, the kind of freedom that takes responsibility for your, your, your choices. Mm -hmm. Whereas in libertine, the libertines want everybody to affirm their choices by force of law. Right. <laughs> so you, you decide you want this and that, and then we are all are forced to affirm you. Right. Whereas, you know, in the older view is you've made your choices, you've made your bed lying, and sometimes it's a nice bed, sometimes it's not, mm -hmm. you know, but you made your choice. You know, take right. responsibility for yourself. And that would go back to your point earlier about divorce, where uh, a lot of our current troubles descend from no-fault divorce. Yeah. Make, making divorce easy. Right. It used to be possible to get divorced if you had a really horrendous situation, but they, but society did not make it easy. And to I think get because divorced. there was a, there was an understanding or tacit understanding that we really depend on this institution to hold our society together. So when you, when you don't have a massive bureaucracy that runs everything, then there have to be these sorts of bonds that provide the, the structural rigidity that you noted early right. on in your, your illustration to keep the society from just flying apart and being chaos, you know, that kind of thing. So we can either rely on sort of natural bonds, sort of bonds that emerge from a sort of meaningful structured creation that people exercise spontaneously, right. or we can rely upon a bureaucratic mechanistic approach now, there's huge differences between them, mm -hmm. and I think that um, one is healthy and one is sick. So if we, if we think about what was being said there, we, one can get off the road when it comes to freedoms. Um, the, the idea of freedom can be defined in so many different ways. We, um, a lot of us in... That, that might have a more conservative mindset when we think of freedoms, we, at least for me, I naturally go to the Bill of Rights and the freedoms and rights that, that are given there. And we talk about the, the, the loss of freedom with every government oversight or government law that might continue to suppress or push up against those more general freedoms and rights that were, were provided by our Constitution. Um, a progressive mindset, I mean, we see here, we're, we're, we're right smack in the middle of June. Uh, we're getting close uh, to July, so this, uh, this month is Pride Month. It's the month where uh, the celebration of LGBTQ plus uh, individuals can, can say that they have a month to celebrate that freedom. And, and it, when, we, when we talk about freedoms, uh, 
these these things that that we celebrate aren't necessarily freedoms. They're freedoms in some way, but but when we're talking about the 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 the, the larger freedoms, these are the freedoms of being able to do things um, without without the uh, the con- confines of of being a slave at the same time. There and and the interesting um, analogy there or or example is uh, if you can do it from a prison cell, it's not really freedom. If you can be it in a prison cell, it's not really freedom. It's an element of maybe uh, some sort of uh, aspect of individualism, um, and and it may not necessarily be something that should be allowed. But but the the when we talk about freedom, it's it's almost giving people enough room to fail. You know, one of the things, uh, another line from that that video that makes that I think about is uh, the difference between liberty and licensure. So are you going to license freedom from the government as if the government hands out freedom uh, in whatever way it deems appropriate? So will you license the freedom from the government or will you have liberty? Will you, will you live on this earth with the liberty to do what you are made to do, to follow a path free of obstacles, free of people holding you back, freedom to fail. And so when we talk about freedoms, it, it's, it's interesting when, if, if someone asks you or tells you uh, that they're in pursuit of freedom, uh, it might be prudent at that moment to ask them what they mean by freedom because we might not be talking about the same thing. Now, moving into our, our last clip here, our second clip, uh, this kind of uh, speaks a little bit to uh, how the opportunities that are available to us and the freedoms, I guess you might call, some of these uh, lower F freedoms maybe, <laughs> um, have maybe made us weak that the this uh, you know as Doug Wilson mentioned this uh free to smoke pot free to do what i want freedom to to have these things maybe they don't actually lead to true freedom and so John Lovell is the co-owner and founder of the Warrior Poet Society it's a great resource online to be able to see uh primarily um speaks about the Second Amendment, uh, personal defense, um, training and tactical training. Um, but there are resources there. They, they do have lots of other stuff as well. Sometimes they have more philosophical co- content like the one we're about to listen to. Uh, sometimes they're talking about homeschool. Sometimes they're talking about um, big tech and some of the censor- censorship that happens. And so John Lovell here is going to, is, this is one of the more philosophical um, 
um, videos, and it's it's titled "Weak Men Create Hard Times," and it's a longer video. We're only going to listen to point one of the four points that he has in this video. I do recommend that you go out there, search for Warrior Poet Society, um, why we're the weakest generation. Um, John Lovell has a lot of content, a lot of really good content. And so uh, let's, let's listen to this and, and listen to it in the context of freedom. There's a quote by an author named Michael Hoff, and it goes something like this. Hard times make strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. And you can really see this idea rolling through the ages and that wheel of history turning is just soaked blood red by not understanding that hard times means lots of people die, tyrants rise up and rule. And so this is a really painful lesson that we have to keep learning over and over. And I wonder if we become even weaker, let's, let's imagine for a moment that we are the weakest generation right now that has ever walked the face of the planet. I actually believe that. I think we are the weakest people that have ever walked on planet Earth before. And I wonder, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back that up in just a moment here, uh, but I wonder the weaker the person, the worse the times to come are. Probably so. Anyway, he, here's kind of the way I want to break this up. I have four major points. Here they are. One, we are all little kings. That's going to be fun. Two, courage has died and we do not mourn her. Three, we are chocolate soldiers. And four, it's all your fault. So I want to go through these four pieces to really just uh, try to step back and look at our times as they are and see where we are in that wheel of history. So we might understand that when the bad times, which are just around the corner happen, we understand where it's coming from and what it requires to get out of that business. All right, so the first point, we're all little kings. And what I mean by that, uh, my wife and I were over in London. We saw the Tower of London where all these different kings lived. You can also imagine emperors over the time period, but they're still like going to the bathroom and pots and, you know, low age expectancy and no real medical treatment. And they're sweating it out in the summers and freezing in the winters. And, uh, you know, they don't have ibuprofen or Benadryl or any of the modern kind of creature comforts. And so today, even our lowest socioeconomic class in the United States, we live in greater comfort and luxury than any of the emperors of old. Uh, We're going to step into our vehicle, which can transport us, you know, 80 miles an hour somewhere else. The journeys that would have taken months and you might have died at is now just kind of a casual day trip where we can artificially control the environment to not, to 71 degrees with perfect lumbar support as we're just being uh, able to drive to an airport and then be flown to any place in the world while we sit in a seat flying through the sky. That's pretty amazing. And people serve us stuff and we're able to have ice and all of our drinks on demand. I've got a refrigerator just stacked with food and a freezer right there. Just all this food, right? We don't have to go gather or hunt at each meal. This is incredible. Uh, we've got a 60-inch TV on the wall. I've got a 50-inch TV on the wall, but still, a 50-inch TV there on the wall. And I'm sitting in my house eating a snack 
with a perfectly controlled artificial environment around me. I could be even having ice cream, something in the emperor in the middle. No one's getting ice cream, are you kidding me? And when I'm done, I'm gonna go take a completely on-demand hot shower. Then I can, I can stream hours and hours of the most amazing content from any type of uh, age or genre. Holy smokes, we could entertain ourselves today. And then you can make an, a, a complete living with just typing away from your couch. You make a living, right? You can order groceries that are delivered to your door. You see? I mean, like, yeah, it's true. You don't wield supreme executive authority by any means, but holy cow, the amount of comfort and luxury and entertainment, even our lowest socioeconomic class entertains to this day, is far, far more extravagant than a lot of the emperors of old. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just means the more coddled we are, the more we're able to distance ourselves from suffering. Even uh, some type of medical thing of like, oh, I don't want to feel that. And they have local or general anesthetic of like, it looks like too much pain. I'm like, just put me out and do the thing. It's like, wow, doctors aren't even bleeding us with leeches anymore, right? If like, holy smokes we can almost distance ourselves from almost all physical pain if we wanted to and sit in absolute comfort every moment until we die. That's pretty remarkable. But what that means is, is one day when the hot water is out, we have to join what everybody did for thousands of years and just like take a cold bath, if you even get a bath kind of thing. Most of us can't even wrap our heads around that. And what that means is we're just coddled, uh, we're fragile, we're spoiled, or high maintenance. Uh, I'm, I'm privy to it as well. I'm just kind of being like, man, we're all little kings, aren't we? <laughs> Let's move to the second point. So it, it is very amusing to, to have uh, him go through all of those creature comforts that we have. Cars, airplanes, ice in our drinks, restaurants where people serve us, from televisions to air conditioning. And in the context of freedom, we could say, you know, all those are great freedoms that we have. Was someone who lived 300 years ago more or less free than we are today? Now, if someone goes on a rampage and talks about all of these things that they have, they have the ability to smoke pot. They have the ability to watch whatever content, whatever, whatever content at all that they want to watch, be it on the internet, on their television, on their phone. Maybe they can eat whatever they want. They can gain the weight because you know what? What, what's it matter? I'm not climbing mountains. I'm not fighting off wild animals. I'm not suffering to live. So what is just a little extra weight, right? So was someone 300 years ago who didn't have any of those things more or less free than we are now? Maybe those things have nothing to do with it. Maybe freedom isn't about what you have available to you, the options that you have, 
the comforts that you have. Maybe freedom is a little bit closer to the choices that we make or the, or the uh, restrictions that are put on us restricting freedom. Maybe it's, it's not re- really related to those smaller freedoms that we have heard about in these two videos. So our conservative principle is that we're going to fight for personal freedom. And it's not a freedom to have ice cream whenever we want. It's not a freedom to uh, be able to participate in any sort of activity that we want with, with, uh, with whoever person that we want. Freedom is about having the personal choice to make your own path free from the licensure of some authority, some government, some state, some legislature. And so we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, continue to talk about freedom. We're going to continue to think about this. And hey, we're at the end of our first episode of season two. We're at the end. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to release a new podcast every Thursday morning. I look forward to encouraging you, reminding you that you are not alone in your conservative worldview. So until next time, always remember to conserve yourself.